Talufalava, this is Pacific Waves from RNZ Pacific, or Lo'imua, or Susanna Suiswiki. Coming up, a woman who was part of the group kidnapped in PNG speaks out. It's not okay just to turn a blind eye. An international lawyer is calling out leaders over Japan's plans, and later... Educate our girls about their bodies, that they have the power to be able to say no. Young mothers in Fiji are being given a second chance. A woman who was part of a group kidnapped in Papua New Guinea in February this year has spoken out after the abduction and reported rape of 17 schoolgirls in the same area, Bosavi in Southern Highlands, earlier this month. Kathy Alex, New Zealand-born Australian archaeologist Bryce Barker, and two other women were taken and held for ransom. Don Wiseman has more. Kathy Alex says what these young girls had gone through prompted her to speak out after the country, she said, had done nothing. She says she and the other women in her group had feared they'd be raped. My life was preserved, even though there was a time where the three of us were pushed to go into the jungle so they could do this to us. We chose death over being raped. Maybe the men will not understand, but for a woman or a girl, rape is far worse than death. Kathy Alex said they had had a commitment they'd not be touched, so the revelations about what happened to the teenage girls was horrifying. She said her experiences gave an insight into the youths. Young boys, 16 up, few elders, not opposite, no English. It's a generation that's been out there that had no opportunity. What is happening in Bosavi is a glimpse, the dark glimpse of where our country is heading to. The teenage girls are now being cared for but cannot return to their village because it's unsafe. Cathy Alex said there's a need for a focus on providing services to the rural areas as soon as possible. She said 85% of the PNG population lives in the rural areas and there's a need to focus on providing key services to those places. She said people are resilient and can change as long as the right leadership is provided. Busavi is one of the remotest areas in PNG with no roads and few services. It suffered significant damage during the earthquake in 2018. Japan is on the cusp of dumping around 1.3 million tonnes of radioactive wastewater into the Pacific Ocean over three to four decades in an effort to decommission the Fukushima power plant. 12 years after it was devastated by a 15-metre tsunami. This has prompted an international lawyer calling out Australia and New Zealand's leaders to do more to stand up to Japan. Lydia Laws has been covering the developments. Ocean currents experts are predicting the waste is to sweep right across the Pacific. It's not... Okay, just to turn a blind eye. International lawyer Duncan Curry is advising Greenpeace in South Korea on the matter which he believes is dividing the Pacific. Mr Curry says countries need to call out Japan. Unfortunately, I think Japan is seeing some success in dividing the Pacific. Frankly, you've got the United States also supporting Japan in this, and then on the other side you've got China taking a strong stance against it. So the geopolitics are such that some of the Pacific countries get caught in the middle. 
The President of the Federated States of Micronesia earlier this year expressed his support of Japan's plans on the same trip as the nation received aid from Japan. Papua New Guinea's Prime Minister has also said he has been reassured by Japan, so has Palau and the Cook Islands. All the while, the Secretary-General of the Pacific Islands Forum, Henry Puna, continues to drum home the importance of regionalism, which means sticking together. We know the importance of collective strength to the future of our blue Pacific continent. When that collective strength seeks to better know and serve the needs of all who live in our sea of islands, our vast modern-day giver, we can truly lead the world. While Japan insists the wastewater is to be treated and safe, it will still be radioactive. But even if it's safe, Article 7 of the South Pacific Nuclear Free Zone Treaty places an obligation on Pacific states to prevent dumping in light of the legacy of nuclear weapons testing in the Pacific region. A legacy Maori anti-nuclear activist Hina Moeora Cross knows all too well. When I was young, I remember my uh, grand-grandmother and my grandmother that were sick. And then it became my mom and my auntie. They had thyroid cancer. When I turned 23 years old, I discovered that I had uh, leukemia. We have been poisoned. The mother of two says that's three generations poisoned by French nuclear testing. Her family trusted France, and she will not afford the same trust to Japan. From a radiation safety perspective, senior physics lecturer David Krofchek says there are no issues. I would drink the water. I mean, it's like going down to the beach and swallowing a mouthful of water when you're swimming. It's salt water. I prefer they desalinate it before I drink it. While the New Zealand government says it won't take any legal action to stop the dumping, Henry Puna says there is a legal obligation for signatories of the treaty to prevent dumping of radioactive wastes. Australia, New Zealand and Papua New Guinea are among the members of the treaty. US dependencies are not. Duncan Curry says at this rate, the Pacific Islands Forum, Friend to All and Enemy to None approach will leave the Pacific with a polluted ocean. The Pacific is strong if they stand together. But it's just too easy, unfortunately, to take advantage of their vulnerability. The start of the release is imminent, with Japan already running tests on the mechanisms for the process. In the wake of high levels of underage pregnancies in Fiji, a new charity will provide counselling services to teenage mothers and women with postpartum depression. Ask for Help focuses on providing mental health services, teaching financial literacy and offering Medicare relief. The founder, Asinate Koro Dawiri, speaks with Caleb Fotheringham about her new organisation. In terms of the teenage pregnancies and postpartum depression, why did you want to focus on those areas? The reason is because there's no other NGO that is existing in Fiji today that is focused on that. And this has become a growing area of need. For instance, when we looked at the statistics between 2017 and 2021, this is the latest statistics that we had, 1,235 underage girls fell pregnant in that period. And also there was 1,146 of those girls 
between the ages of 15 and 19, 89 of them were below 15 years of age. In the Western Division, uh, there were 414 cases. In the Central, 418 cases. And the highest number is 45 below the age of 15. So when we looked at the statistics and when we saw that there was this gap in society where this need was not being provided for, that was where we decided to focus on this area of need. And is this area of need, is this a growing problem in Fiji or just has it always been there and just not been addressed? It's both. It's always been there, but it's never been addressed. And only now statistics have been taken. And yes, it is a growing area of problem in Fiji. That seems pretty concerning that it's also growing. It is It is very concerning because you're looking at uh, you know, our youth eh? and our youth, they are leaders of tomorrow. Eh? And if our youth are already, you know, not having the right guidance or are just losing their, their sense of self and also the ability to make wise decisions for themselves, then we would have lost a big chunk of our nation. Eh? And so this is the reason why we felt that we wanted to go into this area of need and to be a service provider for our teenagers, not only the girls, because when you look at pregnancy, you have the other component, eh? which is the male person. Eh? So we want to provide you know, education, awareness. We want to go into school and begin to educate our girls about their bodies, their sense of agency, that they have the power to be able to say no and to be able to take control of their own reproductive health. And so this is where we are headed. Eh? We're wanting to our next generation. Eh? Because, uh, you know, once um, a, a, a teenage person, a teenage girl gets pregnant, whilst it's not the end of the world, but, you know, that has cu- cut across her life. Eh? And so now she's come from uh, being a minor herself, um, being looked after, and now she's having to look after another baby. Eh? That's definitely really concerning. And obviously your the counselling aspect, it focuses a lot on postpartum depression, is that a big thing that you see after these teenage pregnancies? Yes, we focus on postpartum depression. Uh, and often in, um, in the Itauke culture, there is a word for that. It's known as lavuka, and this has become a derogatory term for women that suffer from uh, postpartum depression. When a woman goes through this, um, this, situation, this circumstance, she is ostracized, she is branded as uh, demon-possessed, she is not cared for. And if she's married or has a partner, they get abandoned. Eh? They get abandoned. And, uh, of course, you know, the, the woman is, suffers and is at the mercy of her family of, of people that put her down. Eh? And so there is little understanding about the causes of postpartum depression. Again, we want to throw light on this. The lack of understanding in our people of this has resulted in the woman being ostracized and rejected and even made fun of. eh? And so this is what ask for help. We want to create awareness. We want to educate our people in this very uh, important area of a woman's life, giving birth. eh? And for them to understand that whatever's happening in the woman's body is pretty much very much a normal thing. It's it's normal. We want to help the woman. We want to give her tools, therapy, and 
strategies to be able to help herself as well as uh, help uh, educate her family to understand what's happening and to just to provide support for for the woman that's suffering from postpartum depression. For the past 30 years, Michael Jackson and his family have been publishing the world's only Nuweer newspaper. Nuweer Star marked its anniversary on June 11th. Michael Jackson, who was also an MP for a number of years, told Don Wiseman how producing his own paper came about. It's a family paper, but one of my cousins from Australia sort of encouraged me to it. Uh, after I worked for the government for 20 years in the government printing, a publisher of the the government newspaper, which is the Tuhi Tala Niwe. When the government privatized the lease, Department in Niue to save money and reduce the number of uh, employees in the government because of the encouragement on the advice of the New Zealand government. The government closed the Tuitala Niue and, and, you know, me and the, one of my mates who used to work in one of the former uh, Radio New Zealand uh, first first scholarship to train as a radio reporter in, in Wellington back in those days. And we were all in the dark room. I was preparing the printing stuff and all that and said, what are you going to do now? We have no newspaper. One of our elderly ones said, okay, any of us, of us three, will start a private newspaper. And two years later, both of them gone. So it left me, so I have no choice but to, not really because of the choice, it's just I, I love to do it. So... That's how it started, 1993. That's the year also that I got into politics in the general election in 1993 in the month of, of, uh, of February. So uh, I got in and I, I just had to do the private business and the newspaper at the same time. But with the encouragement of one of my cousins who, who live in Australia who came and worked in New at that time. It's a tiny place, New A. Lots of new ends living overseas, of course. Is there a market for your paper? I mean, does it survive economically? <laughs> well, you know what? Our elderly people is the main market, both here and in New because not all of them can sit behind a laptop or a computer and read the news. In New it's good because we have only one radio station. And, well, that's before, but now you can listen the other stations overseas, but only one local one. And the other source is the, is the newspaper. And I asked a little person, the same age as me, 10 years ago. I said, do you think we can go on with this? You know, economically, it's, I'm not making money out of it, but I feel sorry for the elderly people. And he said to me, no, don't do that. Just keep on doing um, the good thing is, in the beginning, it was the New Zealand High Commissioner a sponsor the the Macintosh layout computer. You know, and we just started like that. At that time, our population is about 3,000, and our circulation in New is about 1,000. You know, that's a lot. But now it's gone right down. There's the population in New is only about 1,700, and the circulation is about 200. So it's still there, and it's like, uh, what do you call it? You don't want to let go of it. You just want to hang on to it. But the thing is, it's like a one-man band sort of a newspaper. You're not distributing it among the New AM population in New Zealand, then? We have outlets in the Mangui Shopping Centre, where most of the New Angels of Oakland hang around, and also Nevendale, but not down to Wellington. So how many issues are you, are you doing? It's a 
monthly paper now. Right, and how many do you print? And we print about five, six, about 700 in New Zealand and anyway. And my paper, it's about 30% English and about nearly 80% New Orleans. Most of them are New Orleans, church news, village, show days. And one thing I, I, I noticed, if you take a picture of people on the island in show days and their families and their young ones and their elderly your paper will go fast <laughs> you know they just love to 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 see themselves in the newspaper when are you going to go on the on the web we we did try out last year and we could still do it but unfortunately our son who's the main layout and digital manager here in Auckland you know is down here in the hospital with us with a sickness that pretty hard to to accept. Thirty years, you're gonna do another thirty or not? Ten? Five? Maybe ten or I mean and if anybody wanna take it on, they can take it on. I mean I'm I'm getting on and, and maybe ten years, but not I don't think we'll go another fifty years. Because some, when I look at my family and, and my children they they all look away when they talk about <laughs> That's Pacific Waves for today. In the next program, we check out the Pacific Science Festival. To listen back to any of our past episodes, head over to rndi.com slash programs. You can also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts from. So for myself and the team here at RNZ Pacific, Tofa Soifua.